an answer oftentimes is I'm willing to redesign. I'm willing to dig deep. I'm willing to ask myself tough questions. I'm willing to, I'm willing to look in the mirror. Listening to Inside Acting, a podcast dedicated to demystifying the inner and outer game of success in the entertainment industry. I'm Trevor Algott. And I'm AJ Meyer. And coming up in episode 230, it's that time again. Yes, time for another quarterly review in which Trevor and I look back over the last three months, get under the hood, and talk about what worked what didn't work, and what's next in our lives and careers. And we're switching it up a bit this time for some variety and hopefully to keep things interesting for you guys, our listeners. Trevor and I have sent each other our quarterly reviews, which is something that we always do for these episodes anyway, but instead of simply reading through them like we have in the past, we're going to do what we do best and interview one another about the last three months. And our listeners know by now that most of the, some of the most interesting stuff that, uh, the the most interesting content that comes from just simply asking questions, you know? Plus, we'll be offering each other some light coaching and support along the way. It's one of those, you know, all boats rise with the tide, iron sharpens iron kinds of episodes, and you won't want to miss it. Support for this episode of Inside Acting comes from VO2GoGo.com, the award-winning voiceover training system and winner of Backstage's Reader's Choice Award for Best Voiceover Training four years in a row. Visit VO2GoGo.com slash start for a free getting started in voiceover online class that'll help you add voiceover to your acting portfolio. That's VO, the number two, GoGo.com slash start. Hello, Trevenator. Well, hello. It is good to see you. It's uh, good to I'm, hear you. I'm not even seeing you. What am I talking about? <laughs> uh, I can't believe we are at the end of the first 25% of the year. That is a that is a crazy way to think of it, isn't it? Yeah, three months have already gone by, and at the beginning of this season, I think most of our listeners know, but in case they don't or forgot, uh, we like to break the podcast up into three-month chunks, just sort of in our heads. Nothing really changes from season to season, except maybe like a few graphic design type things or... Or whatever, but uh, we break it up by you know season. And the, f- the first episode of this season was a 2015 retrospective, and now we are ending this season, season 10, with uh, a quarterly review. So we're bookending this season of awesome interviews with uh, some reflection, some meditation, some talking it out. It has been a great season too. Just thinking back over this one in particular, I was very, very moved by the interviews that we had this season a lot of good ones and i I like the direction the podcast is going to like we're getting into like what it is to be a human being uh and you know 
to be present and mindful and and uh, tuned in to what this journey is really all about. And it's sort of like the anti-fame journey. I mean, I think there's kind of two ways to think about being an actor and being in the entertainment industry. And one of them is like, I'm going to work all the time and people are going to love me and I'm going to make lots of money and have women in cars and houses <laughs> on the beach. And, and then there's like the other side of it, which is like, I'm going to like speak my truth and plumb the depths of my soul and connect humanity. You know, there's like, so we're kind of, I think, I feel like a big part of this podcast is, is uniting those two pursuits somehow, but we definitely tend to be skewing, especially this season more towards the second one. We, we had an interview addressing almost that exact thing, which is Stephen Rohr saying, yeah. uh, you know, fame is a tool. So I, I know I, I said this in person to you the last time when we were hanging out the other day, but I, I really loved your interview with Tom uh, Seppi. As you said in the episode, it was a, a bit of a departure from the norm, but at the same time, it was I was riveted. I was so fascinated. Mm. And, and plus, you guys are so, you put so much on the same page and having read a lot of the same books and stuff, and it was like being a, being a fly on the wall of a, a very intellectual conversation. And, uh, you know, that's not something that we get to experience very often hmm. in general or, or it's seemingly in this country, in this time, in this uh, political atmosphere, if you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> there's not a lot of there's not a lot of intelligent rhetoric happening out there. Oh, God, let's not even go into the politics because that could just completely take over this episode. Yeah, derail the entire thing. <laughs> yeah. Like, welcome to the quarterly review. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so speaking of the quarterly review, uh, as AJ mentioned, we're going to do something a little bit different this episode and sort of interview each other on our um our quarterly review documents that we'd like to type up and send to each other. We'll also post these in the membership. And these documents are really just answering three main questions, which is what's been working in my life and career and relationships and health and so on and so forth. What has not been working and then what's next? And hidden in each of those questions is this, uh, a lessons learned kind of theme. And so that's what this is all about. And um, in interviewing each other, we thought it might be easier to sort of nuggetize some of the takeaways, some of the lessons learned, as well as offer some light coaching to one another. So I am really, really excited to to jump into this. And I told you before we started rolling, AJ, I was like, I want to interview you first, because I was looking at your uh your review documents and I just, I'm curious. I want to hear about it. I want to talk to you about this stuff. So are you ready? Should we do this? I, I I'm, I'm as ready as I will ever be. <laughs> all right. All right. Sweet. Here we go. <laughs> so what worked? Uh, a lot worked for you. You've got six items here that worked for you uh, in the first three months of 2016. And uh, some of the big ones, well, let's just start with the big one. You got to your first chemistry read. This is a milestone in your career. Yeah, it's, it's, it's funny. It's been, it's been the, that, that thing that's – so when people – we've talked about this on a podcast before. When people ask you, like, what is going on with you or how's life or whatever as an actor – you know, we, things can be going so well for us and we can have nothing to show for it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, it's the weirdest thing. It's like, you know, how are things going? How's the act people like, this is like the question du jour of, of when I'm at work, people ask like, how's the acting thing going? That's like (laughs) literally the thing. How's the acting going? How's the acting thing going? Mm. And my response lately has been, you know, it's been going really well, but you'd never know it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, 
I don't know how to explain that, but uh, speaking to another actor, another actor totally gets it. But speaking to someone who's not, it doesn't necessarily make immediate sense unless you kind of qualify it. And I've had one of the best, this quarter has been amazing. It's been one of the best pilot seasons I've ever had. And, and, and I, yeah, I got to my first chemistry read. So things have been really, really great. And I have quote unquote, there I go using quote unquote again. I gave, I gave the podcast a disease by the way, cause I noticed in the last few episodes you started doing it too. <laughs> Did I? Yes. Quote but unquote. I have, I have, I've quote unquote, nothing to show for it, mm. you know? Uh, which is not really true, but without a booking and like a, Hey, here's proof. Uh, here's, here's like validation of my good work. Yeah. It's more about internal validation. Like I I know that I'm doing good work. Yeah. And people who are in the industry, I think, see that you have a lot to show for what's happening. Uh, and I love that in your document here, you said that so many things from the podcast are coming into play, such as knowing what is and isn't in your wheelhouse, quote unquote, wheelhouse, being authentic in the room. Uh, and this is huge, knowing and really knowing, really, really knowing that when you walk in, you are presenting a solution to a casting problem. Uh, I love that. Um, can you speak into a little bit about how the podcast uh, has informed some of these realizations? I mean, it's been, you know, the last six and a half years, right? Like everything that we've talked about, every person that we've talked to, every interview that we've done, and especially like we said at the top of this episode, this past season has just been so impactful in terms of auditions and being in the room. Like everybody's talked about it and everybody's talked about it in a really empowering way. And I just feel so empowered going into the room now. I'm, I'm really not concerned about getting the job. I'm really not. You know, would it be great? Of course, every time it would be great, but that's not why I'm in there. I'm in there to create a relationship, and I feel like I've done that. You know, even if I didn't book something, like just going in, being super comfortable. You know what else, too, is being transparent about it all. So the podcast has empowered us with these ideas, and they're not secrets. (laughs) (laughs) It's not like we figured out some secret formula or some secret something the other people in the industry the the non-actors the casting directors the producers the directors they all know all this stuff already whether it's because they've been doing it for a long time or because they're on the other side of the table or whatever so when i go in i i i will literally i have said in the room from time to time now well here you know here's my take i've said those words mm-hmm. here's my take. do you have any questions uh I mean, how about I just, you know, I'll do, I'll do what, you know, what I've come up with and then we'll, we'll, we'll go from there or, well, how I see the character is this way. I don't know if you have any thoughts on that. Oh, it's not that at all. Okay, great. Well, um, you know, I'll take that note and let's try it. Or, you know, knowing, uh, that a casting director and I have, uh, mutual friends, they're a human being, not a gatekeeper. Mm-hmm. So going and be like, hey, we, you know, we have we have some mutual friends. Uh, oh, who's that? Oh, it's so and so, so and so and so. Oh, I love those people. Yeah, cool, awesome. All right, should we do this scene? Oh, yeah, I'm, that's right. I'm here to, I'm here to act. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, these are the life roles I'm taking on right now. But uh, you know, we both like pizza, probably. You know, like that kind of thing. <laughs> it's just one of those things. You know, everybody's got something they love that they fear, and I think humanizing some of these entities is, is really powerful. 
yeah, humanizing those people, those humans. And then also just knowing that the whole process, it's not, there's not a lot of, I think there's, I think there can be some fear and mystery in the industry or at least in an actor's perspective on the industry. And it's part of our current motto, demystifying. Once we as actors become empowered to remove said fear and mystery, you realize that there's, there's, there's not a lot of fear and mystery on the other side either, especially for somebody who knows what they're doing, has been around a while, is experienced, um, has their heart and intention in the right place. Mm-hmm. Then, then you are really just collaborating yeah. as artists. Absolutely. And you've had uh, a really solid pilot season this year. And it's, it's interesting because I, I was kind of under the impression that pilot season wasn't really a thing anymore. Uh, it seemed like that there was a slight sort of bump in the number of auditions that people would get, generally speaking, during pilot season, which is, you know, usually like late winter, early spring. Uh, but you've had a ton and ton, a ton of meetings. And you say on your review here that um, other than, you know, Howie Gold's workshop, where you've made a lot of your connections and relationships, um, you've mostly been leaving this up to your reps and they've been making it happen for you. Yeah, I it, it is weird regarding the pilot season thing. It is kind of strange that <clears throat> it, it it does still happen, considering the Netflix, Hulu, YouTube era that we live in, and the fact that they are not beholden to any sort of you know structure. But I think what it is is the structure is so deeply seated that it still happens. Mm. You still have people auditioning for pilots, or you still have. Um, I should say studios, right? The studios are actually producing the pilots all around the same-ish time. Uh, so yeah, they, so they, there is that. But uh, in terms of your second point or your second question, I was a little bit nervous about being in Los Angeles without an LA-based agent. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's been working out okay. You know, they're they're submitting me for stuff in New York. They're submitting me for stuff here. Uh, my manager is is having to pulled sort of double duty. And I'm really grateful for that. It's been going well. Of course, it could always go better. There's been weeks where I've had nothing going on and then weeks where I've had five auditions, Mm -hmm. which is a fantastic week. (laughs) Yeah. You write that even though you haven't booked anything yet, and I'm just going to add that you know about, uh, you say there does seem to be this feeling of arrival, quote unquote, arrival. That specifically goes back to what I was just saying about the empowerment and not feeling a lot of fear and mystery in the room. It's like, I'm, I'm here. Uh, I've arrived. I'm my authentic self. I feel empowered. I know what I'm capable of. It really is just a matter of right place, right time, right role, mm-hmm. right situation. I saw the guy that they ended up casting in that uh, fluffy pilot and he was a short white hefty guy Mm. so they really they they weren't just feeding you a line they really did go in a different direction completely different direction physically completely different direction having feeling that empowered just makes a huge difference it makes a huge difference and now i feel like i don't want to be waiting for my reps all the time and I've, I've been in a position this, this quarter where I've kind of had to do that. 
for a variety of reasons. And I, I don't want to be doing that. That's not something that I want for my career. And it's not something we encourage our listeners to do. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think the corner that I want to turn is like, okay, I've arrived as an auditioner. I've arrived as, as far as my authenticity and, and feeling empowered in the room. And now I want to sort of take that same mentality to the rest of my career, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I want to ask you just before we move on, if, if, if somebody was listening to this, I mean, cause this is something that this is a place that I think we get to as people sort of organically at our own pace. It's a very spiritual, uh, sort of uh, process, but if somebody were a younger actor or somebody less experienced or maybe somebody more experienced, I don't know if somebody asked you and said, Hey man, like what you're saying sounds so powerful. How do I do that? What would you say to them? My first instinct is I don't necessarily think this is what has happened for me in the last three months. I think this was an ongoing process that took years. But my first instinct is to say, take care of home base first. Get your mind right. Figure out what is holding you back. Figure out what your stories are even outside of acting, art, the entertainment industry. And how would you, how would you recommend somebody start to go about that? There are things that work and things that don't work for everyone. Therapy, for instance, is a fantastic tool. I think some of these transformational workshops that you and I have attended are a fantastic tool. I think, for instance, the podcast is a fantastic tool. But, but the willingness to... Be self-reflective, be self-aware, ask oneself the question or the questions of what do I want, what is between me and that thing or that vision, and who do I get to be to get there? That Those are tough questions, and sometimes people don't want to answer them. It's like that article that I made my pick of the week uh, several weeks back where I, I said, it, it said, uh, the article said, you know, what are, what are you willing to essentially give up or what are you willing to sacrifice or what are you willing to be challenged with in order to get what you want? Mm -hmm. And and a huge part of that, an answer oftentimes is I'm willing to redesign. I'm willing to dig deep. I'm willing to ask myself tough questions. I'm willing, I'm willing to look in the mirror. Mm Mm-hmm. It takes guts and it takes effort. And I think that's two of the big things that stop a lot of people. It's number one, it's, it's scary to look at the truth because sometimes it's, it's not what we like to tell ourselves it is. And number two, thinking takes effort. Like it's thinking is hard work. (laughs) I know that sounds kind of silly, but if we want to level up, we all get to cultivate curiosity just just cultivate curiosity like be someone who's curious and if you find yourself not being that type of person like work on it <laughs> because it's so important <laughs> it is so important to constantly be learning things and challenging yourself and whatnot and I, I don't know how to put it any better than that and I think that's kind of what you're what you're getting at and that's why I wanted to chime in here with this is I think that a a huge ingredient for success 
and success just being the realization of a worthy ideal to you. It's different for everybody. But a huge ingredient of that is just r- r- restless curiosity. Mm. Yeah. Well, and, and the other thing that you just pointed out, whether you know it or not, is the um, the societal or global manifestation, the manifestation on a larger scale of this thing that I'm talking about on a smaller scale, which is that one of the issues that we've especially had in the United States, especially in the United States, is a lack of self-awareness and a relentless patriotism so as to not be willing to look at flaws. You sound like such a terrorist right now. (laughs) I can't believe you. What are you talking about? (laughs) I'm sure terrorists could have said that much better than I could. Because I was having a really hard time with my vocabulary. <laughs> but that's, that's such a, it's such a huge issue, right? It, it, it's, yeah. um, it's, it's, it's a, it's a massive collective manifestation of ego mm. where it's like, you know, USA, USA, we're number one. We're number one. We're not, we're not number one in a, a lot of things, a lot of things, oh, God. a lot of things, like so many things. And so, and this is, this is what I mean. I mean, it sounds like we're not talking about what we were talking about anymore, but, but it's the same thing. It's, there's, there's either a willingness to look at what is in your way or there isn't. There's either a self beat up that occurs when you discover said flaws and vulnerabilities and et cetera, or there's an embracing and a moving forward. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to move on to, um, kind of some things that you, you've posted here that you say didn't work in this past quarter. Cause you guys have been working hard focusing on finances. Um, but you've said that, uh, the relationship has felt the impact of this focus on other areas. And like, I guess you guys haven't connected as much and you've, your weekly goal setting sessions have kind of fallen off the wagon. Other relationships have, have suffered, so talk, let's talk a little bit about that. Cause you know, acting's great. Money's great. But in the end, you can't take any of it with you. What, what the real difference is, is did you make a difference in other people's lives? So uh, let's talk about just sort of what this has been like for you and, 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 uh, how you can move forward with this. We're getting totally real. Yeah. With it now. Yeah. I, it's interesting. I think Jasmine read an article I can't remember exactly what it was, but they basically laid out three things. It was like career, family, and travel. Was that it? I think it was. I think it was those three things. I could be wrong, uh, but the but the point remains. <clears throat> pick two. Mm. Yeah. You know, career, family, or travel. Pick two. And I was like really blown away by that because you know I was on the phone, you know, with my cousin yesterday who. Um, her, her sister, uh, I've talked about, I maybe have mentioned her on the podcast before, but her sister was on Broadway for many, many years. And, you know, uh, she was like, you know, how's it going and everything. And I, I was saying, look, we're working really hard, but if I book, you know, that series regular gig and was able to maintain that type of momentum, then I would be making money and doing what I love. And it would allow for the space to, um, do the other things that we want to do with our lives. And I, and I put 
all of this into what didn't work because it's it's true the the the, the focus on job on finances on paying down debt it, it has it has at, from time to time the the romantic relationship has suffered the friendships relationships have suffered and the family relationships have all suffered and what I mean by suffer you know not to use a really disparaging or victim victimy word but <clears throat> there just has it's just a, it's a it's a matter of time there you know if we're working so much there's not as much time to spend together and that time is precious we we we're very protective over that time now and 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 try to make the most of it um while also not spending a ton of money yeah it's funny because then you're like okay well with that free time that i have do i spend time cultivating the relationship because we haven't or do i work on my acting career do i catch up on emails do i work on the podcast do i you know there's <clears throat> there's a there's a finite amount of hours in the day and a finite amount of mental units as as you and i have referred to them in the past yeah attention, attention units, units yeah. you know so for otherwise known as willpower right yeah. so if we're using up our willpower on let's call it work let's call it finances and let's call it the mental workout that is trying to get from point a to point b using a bike mass transit and or uber because that takes a lot of mental energy it does it's funny yeah. but it, it's like it, sh it it seems like okay you go and you get on a bus and you think, well, yeah, and then you can sit there. That's true. And once you're finally on the right bus, it's lovely to be able to sit there and not have to worry about driving. But but to plan out the getting from point A to point B in the most efficient way possible, it takes a lot of mental energy. It's been surprising how much mental energy yeah. that takes. And so what, I'm, what I mean is the, the attention units, the willpower is quite strained. And and the relationships has, have suffered as a as a result, and I and it makes me wonder, you know, because you asked the question, what's next, or 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 um, I can't remember exactly how you put it, but you said something like, how do you turn this corner? It, it's it, it has seemed or it has felt overwhelming at times because I think you know I I do want to start I do want a family, I want to get married I want to have a family I want these uh, other things and I'm like there's no way I could bring a child into this environment right now. There's no structure, financial or otherwise. So I go, okay, well, how long do I have to wait or do I have to make a completely different choice like no longer pursuing acting or something, going into some, you know, desk job type career so that I can have those other things? Is it a, um, an either or conversation? And not from and not from choosing it from that place, but is it really? You know, one of the biggest revelations of my adult life is understanding that willpower is a finite resource that you only get a little bit of every single day. And that if we can start to consciously organize our lives around maximizing that willpower, both taking advantage of it really intelligently 
and also constructing our lives so that we can recharge it as much as possible. You know, the thing, the obvious part that comes to mind is just getting a good night's sleep. That is really how to get to the next level. And just, just the understanding that just, you know what, when I feel fried, that's totally okay and normal. And it means that I've been burning my willpower on many, many other things. And some of these things could just be, you know, thoughts. They could just be conversations in your head about, oh, I should be doing this, but I don't want to. That's burning willpower. I'm glad we're talking about this because I think it's really, 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 really important to just something to be conscious of as we move through our lives and our careers. Just like, okay, you know, where, where am I unnecessarily spending this willpower? Because once it's gone, it's gone. Mm. You don't get another supply until the next day. And that's assuming that you got a good night's sleep. <laughs> so, you, you know yeah. what I mean? It's, it's, I think it's a, an important thing to presence. It, it is a, it's a great realization. And then I go, okay, now what, what do I, what do I do with that realization? What do I do with that information? Cause I get it. it. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's not even something to be gotten. It's just happening. It just is. Yeah. It just is what life is. If you work out a muscle, uh, it doesn't, it doesn't grow unless you give it a chance to rest. You can't work out the same muscle, uh, every day of every week or it will not, it's not effective. And so how do yeah. you rest your brain, your body, your mind, your spirituality, your artistic well, how do you, how do you allow for, for them to work out and stretch and rest? Yeah. That's a power of full engagement stuff right there. Yeah. It's, it's good stuff. Yeah. Uh, cool. All right. Well, um, <clears throat> I want to keep moving on here, right? uh, cause there's just a lot more to talk about, but we are getting kind of getting tight on time. Um, let's move into what's next because I think it's pretty clear. Like again, we, you know, willpower, you said this back, I think in the yearly review episode, you said like, I'm learning that, you know, maybe I can't do it all or have it all, all at once. And that's a, a sobering realization to come to as we get older, I think, but mm-hmm. it, it definitely seems like that was real for you this quarter. Like some parts of your life were on fire, man, and you were blowing up and making things happen. But then there was the inevitable balance that had to come into play. And so other parts of your life maybe didn't so much. So going forward with this awareness, you've got things like, um, you know, you've got a, a possible promotion coming up at one of your day jobs. You talked about work. You're talking about working smart and hard at the same time, continuing to create abundance. You've got a car in your near future. Uh, you're looking at budgeting, uh, making your space more livable. I, I love this. So, so what are the main projects for the next three months uh, for your life and career? Well, you just you just named them. I know. Uh, I know. So no, repeat what I just said. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, it's it's to go back to what I was saying earlier. There is that. There is that formula of what do I want slash what's my vision? What is between me and that vision? And who do I get to be in order to get there? And anybody who wants something does on a daily basis. This is, this is, this is life. Mm. Basically, since being back in Los Angeles, there hasn't really been a lot of structure in terms of moving toward a vision a goal, a set of goals. Mm -hmm. And so I have all of those things that you just said are all on the horizon and things that I are, are very close things that I am currently manifesting or will manifest soon. 
I can put it another way. I feel like things have been quite reactionary as of late in my life. Hmm. And I would like to get back to being proactive as opposed to reactive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. That's uh, easier said than done, but a huge turning point to, to arrive at consciously. I think that's with that goes all the way back to like the just awareness thing. You know, it's so much easier just to react to things. That's why mm. what is the, the statistic? I think is something like 19 out of every 20 people never achieve financial independence the or the success that they're looking for. So you've got. 95% of the population taking the, the path of least resistance, which is reacting, I think. It's sort of, you know, saying, tell me what to do and I'll go do it. And that's easy. You know, I do it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> it takes balls and guts and courage and and all sorts of stuff that doesn't come easy to, to stand up and say, you know what, I'm going to be part of the 5% that actually dictates the way things are done and doesn't just accept them. So uh, kudos to you, brother. And uh, of course, I and all our listeners in the community are here to support you in in creating, uh, consciously creating a life that's on your own terms. Just hearing you say that is like, oh, I got I'm, I'm kind of fired up now. <laughs> I I me too. I mean, it's 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 funny that you say that because listening to you. And the way that you just put it uh, is definitely inspiring to me as well. <laughs> awesome, man. Listeners can uh, check out the full text of AJ's quarterly review in the membership. And we'll also post key highlights or takeaways from um, this episode in the show notes uh, on the website. So there's a, a sort of public uh, version and the, uh, the membership version as well. So definitely be sure to check that out for more specifics on AJ's, uh, last three months and what's ahead and looking forward to following the journey. This episode of Inside Acting is brought to you by Rehearsal Pro, the next version of Rehearsal, the essential app for actors that is coming in just a few short weeks. It's got to be right around the corner, right, Trev? I mean, we're they, they didn't they just already submit it to the app app store? I think that was the sort of timeline. I mean, you know, with apps and technology and getting things approved, it always ends up being longer than you'd think. But I, the last app that I got was that uh, they're like in the final stages of getting it out to the world. Awesome. Uh, if you want to learn your lines, be off book for auditions, explore your character, and make stronger choices and do a whole lot more, go to rehearsal.pro slash IAP right now to learn about all the new great features coming in the next version of Rehearsal, the groundbreaking app designed by actors for actors. You can reserve your copy, your soon-to-be-released copy of Rehearsal Pro at that same link right now at rehearsal.pro slash IAP. That's rehearsal.pro slash IAP. I love that app. I'm so excited. I'm like, I'm getting, I'm getting kind of antsy <laughs> for this next, for this next uh, version. And I'm excited to talk about the features, man. There's one main feature that I'm excited about that is uh, very community oriented. And I, I just can't say any more than that.
but that's it's gonna be awesome i love it i love it i love it i love it all right all right sir trevenator let's see here well uh as always such an inspiring inspiring human when it comes to the fitness aspect of your your life and health and I, I suppose career we can you know it's definitely it could definitely apply to your your career there is um kind of a an expectation with uh, with your material i think would, wouldn't you say that that you're going to come in looking a, a particular a particular way do you feel that way physically you mean yeah like with your material do you feel like your material represents you as the um beefcake that you are (laughs) (laughs) you know that's a good question and i would say actually i don't think it does and i'm learning that i'm i'm not uh i'm just not the guy who wears the tight muscle shirts a lot of the time i just i'm not that uh, i was described i think i've said this in the podcast before i've been described by an acting coach as a band geek trapped in a jock's body and uh that feels really true for me i feel like uh a band geek I, when I was in school, I was, you know, an, an, I don't know, successful swimmer, a successful athlete, but I, I hung out with, with, you know, the band geeks. <laughs> so you band geek. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. uh, regardless, you are still crushing it and you are once again, uh, what is this like the third year in a row on track for 300 workouts in a year you didn't mention this earlier but i know just from experience that you actually schedule these out so that you know you know when you're hitting these sort of milestone goals but you also said to me uh earlier before we started recording it's all about the morning routine man Mm -hmm. so why don't you tell our listeners about that because i'm i'm curious to know um because i know you're constantly refining it and modifying it what is working for you right now as far as your morning routine goes? Sure. This is something I'm really uh, passionate about. I picked up this idea and everything I'm going to say is nothing that I sort of divined in my own. This is all stuff I've learned from various sources, but specifically uh, a video course called Wake Up Productive by a guy named Evan Pagan. And I've talked about it on the show a few times in the, the deep history of the podcast. But uh, going back to our conversation about willpower, this is what this training is all about. Waking up productive is all about harnessing your willpower and creating habits such that once a habit is in place, you get the willpower required to create that habit. You get that willpower back. So you focus on installing a habit in your life that is going to bring you some return, uh, energy or results or money or relationships or whatever. And then once that habit's in place, then it frees up that energy and then you can install another habit and you keep compounding on these habits on this energy until at the end of you know three months, which is this program, it's a 90 day program, you wake up twice as productive. And the morning routine or the morning ritual, as he refers to it, is the number one sort of piece of the puzzle. Uh, because in the morning when you wake up, it is you have the most energy for the day. I know that probably sounds ridiculous to some people who are like, I'm always exhausted when I wake up. <laughs> um, but that is when you are able to set the tone of your day. And uh, what you do in that first hour of waking up, actually what you do even in the first few minutes, typically is going to... Uh, the energy or the tone or the theme is going to follow you through the rest of the day. So if you make, if you spend the first... 
you know, few minutes working your way up to an hour, hour and a half, two hours even of your day. If you spend those first two hours making yourself strong, reading, getting your heart rate up, eating a healthy first meal, you've set the tone for a really, really great productive day. Mm. And so those are the three keys to it. Rehydrate. This is direct from Evan Pagan. Have a tall glass of water waiting for you to just chug first thing you do when you get up in the morning. Because that will not only uh, rehydrate your body, but also wake you up. Helps a lot in just kind of getting the the blood flowing. Mm. Number two, get your heart rate up. This doesn't need to be some crazy, ridiculous workout. It could be a 20-minute walk outside around the block. It could be you know, anything at all. I like to do these DVD programs, P90X3, beach, uh, body based, things like that. And then number three, uh, is a healthy first meal. So don't eat crap for your first meal because then you've blown it for the rest of the day, right? Like eat something healthy so that later on in the day, when you're staring at the snack machine, you've already started your day healthy and you don't want to ruin that, that mm. streak. So that's, those are the three components to a morning ritual that I think are really solid. And of course, you know, it comes down to like leaving clothes out the night before and setting yourself up with a sort of loose plan for the day. And actually all of this, I I am going to be condensing into a, I've gotten asked enough about it that I'm going to condense it into a a mini course for the membership. And I'm going to put together like, here's what I've learned. Here's what I've, uh, you know, gleaned from doing this, from actually trying this and having success with it for the past three years. You know, I've been able to do 300 workouts for almost three years in a row. And I've read a bunch of books and I've been able to like start this meditation practice. And it's just been huge for me. And enough people ask me about it that I think it'll be worth um, sharing in the membership. So I'm going to do like a little PowerPoint video course thing to just share the basics of it and hopefully support people in installing it in their own lives. I was going to ask you for the, the um, not step-by-step, but the like practical pragmatic like what what it what is it that you're actually doing in your morning routine but you what you just did by giving us the keys from the um wake up productive is you you gave us the tools to do it ourselves so that is fantastic um and and speaking of <clears throat> eating healthy uh you've been eating a uh, 99 point says 99.9 percent vegan diet mm-hmm. and putting a lot of time into the kitchen and to educating yourself in the kitchen. So studying, uh, and so far so good. I had, I have to admit, I had a bit of a chuckle to myself when I read this because, uh, I have a feeling I've been there for a lot of the 0.1%. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I have two exceptions right now. Number one is there's a certain kind of bread that I like to buy from the store that has honey in it and it's like two bucks a loaf and I like it. Okay. It's good. Uh, and then there's like the $6 a loaf, you know, brown rice bread with like all sorts of non, you know, honey substitutes. And that bread is fine, but it just doesn't have the same texture quality. And I'm like, you know what? I, I don't want to spend six bucks on a loaf of bread. And <laughs> and like, I like the honey. I'm, I'm just, I'm going to do it. I'm sorry. I'm an awful person. So I'm, <laughs> that's my one, that's my one cheat at home. I, I have honey in the bread that I eat. Uh, there are some diehard vegans out there right now who are getting ready to email us and I get it. I get it. Trust me. I get it. But this is my exception. And then the other exception, uh, is at work. If there's, uh, you know, food like a fish, you know, kebab thing that is at work and people are going to toss it or it's not going to get eaten. And then I'm like, well, don't throw it out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's food. It can nourish a, a human being. Like if you're going to throw it out, then 
why would you do that? Like give it to somebody or shit, I'll eat it. Um, so those are my exceptions. If the food is going to go to waste or if it's something like, you know, a little bit of honey in the bread that I like. Well, that's fantastic because I remember, you know, us talking about this when you first started out with the, trying on for size the the vegan the vegan diet and and you are still going strong so it's 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 impressive my friend yeah it's been it's been really good and um i think the studying has been really huge i've been vegetarian and vegan in the past and gave it up for whatever reasons but this time around i really want to do it right and so i've been doing a lot of reading on you know obviously removing animal products from your diet is one thing replacing them with healthy nutritious foods that are nutrient dense that are uh you know calorie dense that are not going to turn you into a fat ass uh (laughs) that that's equally important and i think that's where a lot of people break down i've heard a lot of stories from people who are like yeah i i I tried to go vegan and i fainted on a train you know one day because of my iron levels were so low or you know i just gained weight or i just couldn't do it and like I, i get i get it like that it's not an easy transition to make, especially in our culture. But it's also because I think there was so much focus on what not to eat. When if you do focus on all the other things that you can eat and all the amazing flavors and textures and foods that are available to you without, you know, harming animals or damaging the, you know, environment by supporting animal agriculture. Uh, it's amazing, it just, but it does take effort. It does take study. It does take learning new skills and expanding your awareness. Well, it sounds like you just wrote your second training for the membership. So thank you, Trevor. You hear, you heard it here first, folks. Trevor's going to do two trainings, one for the wake up productive thing and one for eating a vegan uh, oh diet. The vegan uh, thank one. You, thank you so Jeez. much, Trevor. Thank you for, for putting in that effort for us in, in the membership. I really appreciate it. <laughs> I can point you people to some good books. I'm not going to rewrite the, the 12 <laughs> books that I have on my shelf right now about that. Anyway, uh, thanks for that. And uh, yeah, and you talk about like the reading and, and uh, sort of, you know, falling off the wagon, but also educating yourself on the the diet. And uh, I love that you put the uh, something we've talked about on the podcast before, which is the garbage in, garbage out, meaning, mm. you know, if you... Uh, allow yourself to consume, um, you know, we talked about this when you were talking about the, uh, what is that podcast where we were talking about this just a few episodes ago where you did the, uh, the digital detox, you know, and, and we were talking about just essentially being intentional about what it is that you're consuming. Mm, and yeah. I like that you're getting back to that, presencing that and, and making sure that what you are consuming is actually uh, supporting you as opposed to uh, creating the garbage in. When I read 10 minutes or 10 pages or more of, you know, a Brian Tracy book or a Napoleon Hill or an Anthony Robbins book in the morning, it takes me 10 minutes, 15 minutes, but man, does it change everything about Mm -hmm. my outlook on life. And if I don't do that, it's like, it's so easy to just drift. It's just, it's a practice. That's, That's all I can say. It's a practice. What would you say to someone who does not want to be an exemplary human being? <laughs> I couldn't even finish that with the straight face. Um, anyway, um, yeah, and you're on a, a meditation and journaling streak, which yeah. is probably supporting you in that uh, in that vein. In, in terms of you know what's next, you know you do talk about the music 
in your uh, in your document here, and you said you know it really comes down to ways of being, to commitment, mm-hmm. to vision. So, in terms of, and I find it interesting that you broke it down into creative, personal, and podcast here in the in the what's next, mm-hmm. and I can we could almost talk about that, like the way in which you've you've kind of broken it down. But what do you see as uh, what's next in the next, uh, I guess we were focused on the next three months, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, all more of this, the same, as far as the victories go for sure. Um, the workouts and the vegan diet and the morning rituals is huge and really plugging back into that and realizing how powerful that is in informing my day. And I, I do know that every time in my life that I've made sort of in the past, in recent memory, at least that I've made any sort of quantum leap personally or with, or creatively, uh, it's always been as a result of like a fully fleshed out, committed morning ritual. That's like really, really important to me. Um, so that's a big focus going forward. And I'm kind of going into it with, uh, to quote Amir Talai, high, high intention, low attachment around just what that will awaken for me. Um, so creatively, uh, that looks like, I think probably, uh, digging more into music, further into music, um, you know, practicing, seeing that as a, as a reality as well as acting. I'm not going away from acting or anything like that. I do want to just make sure I put an emphasis on my voiceover classes this quarter as well. Many of our listeners know that I teach the VO to go, go classes in Hollywood every month and they, they're really good classes. They're really good classes and I enjoy them and we get a lot of great work done. I don't talk about that stuff ever with people and I want to make sure I I give that attention uh, um, in my conversations going forward because those classes are awesome and more people get to check them out. As far as the podcast goes, and this is a great place to sort of end the episode, um, there's a lot that's in the future for the podcast. I really want to make the membership a valuable entity, uh, and it's going to start with those micro courses. I've been back in touch with the inner image guys, and they are hard at work on on some courses for the membership as well. Mini courses, things like how to structure your reel effectively and things like that. Um, so yeah, there's a lot, a lot ahead that I'm excited about. I feel good. Uh, being in this sort of loose space to quote Darren Petty, uh, wearing life like a loose garment, Mm. you know? Awesome. So I wanted to read this quote as we wrap up this episode, uh, because I think it's a great summation of what we're after. And this is a quote from a guy named William Hutchison Murray, better known as W H Murray. He's a Scottish mountaineer. Um, and you've heard this before, I guarantee it, but I'm going to go ahead and read it again anyway, because it's, it's very powerful. Until one is committed, there is hesitancy, the chance to draw back. Concerning all acts of initiative and creation, there is one elementary truth, the ignorance of which kills countless ideas and splendid plans, that the moment one definitely commits oneself, then providence moves too. All sorts of things occur to help one that would never otherwise have occurred. A whole stream of events issues from the decision, raising in one's favor all manner of unforeseen incidents and meetings and material assistance which no man could have dreamed would have come his way. I have learned a great respect for one of Goethe's couplets. Whatever you can do, or dream you can do, begin it. Boldness has genius 
power and magic in it. I can't think of a better way to end a review episode than that. Love it. It's powerful, right? It's just yeah. getting back to that. And we'll make sure we have that quote uh, on the website in the show notes as well for easy copying and pasting. <laughs> a beautiful read, brother. Why, thank you. I'm like, I'm all, I'm like choked up. <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much, man. You know, I teach voiceover classes, vietogogo.com. Oh, oh. Slash Hollywood. So I'm being played right now. (laughs) (laughs) Today's episode of Inside Acting was produced and co-hosted by me, Trevor Algott, and A.J. Meyer. Jen Levin is our production coordinator. Gadali Ubrick is our marketing and web director. Deborah Smith is our community manager. And Timothy Patrick Waterman is our director of public relations. Trevor Algott, that's me, edited and mixed today's episode and composed our theme and interview music. You can sign up for our weekly email dispatch and listen to all of our episodes at our website, InsideActing.net. You can also find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, SoundCloud, iTunes. We're everywhere, baby. Go ahead, leave us a review on iTunes if you'd like. Um, you know, it's like it's like putting a little tip in our tip jar and helps other people find the show too. Special thanks to our sponsors, Rehearsal Pro and VO2Gogo.com. And special thanks to you, our listeners. If you love this thing called Inside Acting and you want to maximize its value in your life and career and support the continued production of it, sign up as a member and get cool perks like access to our membership message board, cool freebies, invites to exclusive member meetups, and much, much more, as well as, you know, just the satisfaction of investing in something that you enjoy. Visit InsideActing.net and click on the membership tab to get started. Wow. Well, I guess that's it for episode 230. What uh, what a great time. Trevor, uh, I love you, buddy. And uh, it's been a, a great, great opportunity to get together and, and, and make some shit happen. Make Always it. is, brother. Feeling is mutual. Love you, too awesome so uh that's it we'll see you next week and in the meantime boldness has genius power and magic in it <laughs>